This is Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Mm. Today we're going to talk about the worst parts of jazz. Oh my God. I hope this is like a list of 70 because I have tons for this. Well, you know, and I mean, this is a daily podcast and we, you know, most days we're talking about fun practice techniques and, and good things. But, you know, inevitably we, yeah. we're, we're going to make it to day 100 or whatever we're on. Now, disclaimer, we love jazz. <laughs> we we love are professional jazz, jazz musicians. Yes. We love this music. We love the community. We just did a whole episode about how great it is to meet other jazz musicians around the world and That's fans right. of the music and how cool everybody is. And this is the yang to that. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's good, there's evil. Yeah, if you can't poke fun of yourself, you, you're not doing it right. That's true. All right, cool. Well, this will be fun. So let's, let's throw shade on jazz and ourselves. Let's do it. Simultaneously. Okay, number one, worst part of jazz. This is in no particular order, obviously. Right. Um, the self-congratulatory attitude that it, we have. It is the worst. <laughs> it's one of the worst parts of that. You know, typified by such things as, yeah, man, uh, you bad. Yeah. No, I'm bad. No, we're bad. You know, this music is so important. We're so great. How would I sound? How would you sound? It is bad. This, is, this bad. is the most important art form ever invented. <laughs> you know, we are great. We are important. Could we be any more insecure? I know, exactly. <laughs> well, you joke about that, but that probably is true. This comes out, I mean, we are just silly human beings that, that work hard at this thing. And then if we don't feel like we've got the credit we deserve, we yeah. have to we have to get it, to get it out of you. Right. How, how'd I sound? How do, <laughs> and then, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard some of our greatest, you know, leaders and, and fantastic artists of our music um, on big concerts, you know, basically lecturing to the audience in advance, like we're not, like, you know, just to congratulate the art form, not even themselves. I mean, I think most jazz musicians are actually very humble up to a point, but but we're very insecure about our art form for oh, whatever man. reason, and it comes across in a very uh, strange way. I was playing this out, outside festival, big outside festival. We were opening for this famous... Like a Cecil Taylor festival or, or an outdoor? No, it was like an outdoor general okay. music festival. Okay. I was playing with a jazz singer, and we were opening for a very famous hip-hop artist at the time, and <laughs> there was a DJ from the jazz station introducing us. Yeah. The crowd is all like... 18-year-old, 19-year-old fans of the hip-hop artist. Yeah. They don't want to hear any complicated jazz arrangements no. and, and yeah, improvised man. solos. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the DJ from the jazz station goes up and she says, all right, listen up. You're about to hear some jazz. You need to pay attention and learn something. I thought they were going to start throwing batteries at us, honestly. It was awful. Like the group right before us right. were three enormous dudes with no shirts and tattoos everywhere dancing around the stage, nice. you know, singing hip hop. And we get up there with like some pretty thick 13th chords. And, and there's a lecture beforehand. It was bad. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the whole self-congratulatory thing, it, you know, it, the, the apex of that is something that I hear just way too much, and that is the great Adam Manis, right. the great Peter Martin, the great Miles Davis. Well, he really was great. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean well, you know, we, we, we call everyone the great, right. you know, just so because I guess our music doesn't stand on its own. You know? Well, this brings <laughs> us to our second point, second worst part of jazz. <laughs> There's another? Which is lionizing. We yes. tend to do this. We tend to lionize. Uh, you know, it's the best musicians from our genre in a way that, I mean, it can only be second to like 
Blue Mother Teresa? <laughs> yeah. No, classical music and bluegrass are also pretty bad at this, but yeah. jazz is one of the worst. I mean, it's a, it's amazing that anybody tries to make music anymore after Thelonious Monk lived. You know what I, I know, mean? right. Because he apparently did everything. And it, <laughs> but, I mean, I love Monk, and I love Train, and I love Louis Armstrong, and I love all these guys, but... No, no, no. You love the great Thelonious I Monk. I love the great Thelonious Monk. the great Monk. Duke Ellington. <laughs> but we do tend to put you know, our, our artists on pedestals and yeah. even modern people. I mean, we put like, uh, the, you know, the, his name and he's just, uh, I'll never, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not, it's not totally true. Right. Right. You know, it's not. Well, I mean, we, I think that the, the highest <laughs> level of lionization of a jazz musician I've heard is there's a church in, in San Francisco, the John Coltrane church, the church of John Coltrane. Now I'm a member of that church. So okay. Sorry. So <laughs> no, I mean, it's all good, man. And you know, you know, religion is, 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 is in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. But, I mean, that's talk about put them on a pedestal, you know. Yeah, no, we all we all do it too much, man. It's part. It's kind of part of the tradition of the music <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um, okay, next, what I think is just a horrible part of jazz, and I try not to participate in this, and that's snobbery. You try not to participate, <laughs> please, man. I try not to, but I'm at such a high level that I can't help it. <laughs> um, no, I mean this is this goes along. Look, all these are part of the same, you know, yeah. just lack of self awareness and, yeah. and and so. But the snobbery is just like you know, our music is so much better than anyone else's, except classical music. We're equally great and better than everything else. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, jazz is great, but not everyone thinks that. And I think the way to their hearts and ears is not by telling them how much they have to study because I mean once you become a snob about something you can't just enjoy it so yeah. like you know wine it's, it's just like a wine snob yeah wine is great until somebody tells you um you know you say oh I love this glass of wine really what do you what, 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 what are, do you do you can you pick up on the black currents you know, right, yeah the, the whiff of three musketeer oh, you can't you, you love it oh how many of, of this vintage have you drank that's oh, right yeah. you know now, I had a point in high school where I literally couldn't listen to anything that wasn't jazz recorded from 1949 to 1960. Like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. And anything else was total crap, yeah. according to me, my 16-year-old. My so, you know what I mean? Like, it gets bad. You but, weren't just a jazz snob. You were like a sub-genre jazz I was snob. Like a, I was like a bebop slash hardbop snob. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the pinnacle of snobbery for us, too, is like anything that we're such snobs in the jazz world that anything, the very few recordings that are commercially successful, we have to say are horrible oh, yeah. because they're snobs. <laughs> you know? So obviously anything smooth jazz, or any smooth jazz musicians right. are horrible. And it's actually not true. I mean, like Kurt totally. Whalem is an amazing musician that just popped in my head. No, David Sanborn's David amazing. David Sanborn, yeah. you know, many things that are in there. And then in terms of commercially successful recordings, actually these are some of the greatest recordings ever. Yeah. Kind of blue. You yeah. know, um, the Cone Concerts by Keith Jarrett. But but your your typical jazz snob is like, oh, Keith Jarrett's wonderful. But only on that 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 bootleg <laughs> yeah. recording that sold 134 <laughs> copies. Yeah. That's his best. You know. But no, you, not yeah. really. But have you heard Derek LeQuest? <laughs> Out of South Montreal Montreal. Probably not. <laughs> Snobbery, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you consider yourself a snob? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Proudly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a horrible part of jazz, but we're part of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. No, go ahead, please. Well, that leads us to, uh, <laughs> well, I have this one. Okay. Uh, this leads us to uh, our, our third point, which is... Fourth. Fourth point? Oh, this is our fourth point. Sorry. It's complicated, pointless soloing that lasts forever. <laughs> Now I would never personally do this. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're not playing the piano right now, so it didn't it didn't last forever. So you finally ended. No, we get a bad I think 
we're very defensive about this because this is what I think most like normal people who don't listen to a lot of jazz think jazz is. Right. And so we're like, no, it's this beautiful, and there's these, you know, contours to the solos, and there's these intricacies, and there no, are. Well, not really. But it come on <laughs> on a, on a my, my macro level, no. If we're feeling reflective and we're being totally <laughs> honest. Well, it's funny because you say we're defensive about this, but we're but jazz musicians, especially snobby jazz musicians, are actually very offensive in this regard, yes. in that we do it and we offend our <laughs> listeners' ears with this. I mean, just yeah, I mean, pointless soloing. Like, get in, say what you're going to say. I mean, you know what it is? It's it, there's so many great jazz players. It's amazing that lack the the tact to understand the arc of a solo at a, at a particular time. Mm. You know, like like what is the length of this? It only becomes pointless when you get past the point of that particular moment. What needs to be played? Right. So it's not that it's not good things that are continuing to be played. And I think if you talk to listeners, they're like, "Oh no, it was all great. It just went on and on." And it doesn't mean that they have a short attention span. It meant that for that time as a listener that moment that hall that club or whatever it was going on too long yeah there could be a 20 minute solo that's just perfect perfectly yeah. timed i mean that paul gonzalez yeah. solo at live in newport on, yeah. the Duke, i mean that's a long i don't solo. think anyone would ever be like oh it was too, too long. long no not at it all it feels right it's organic for the moment that's right but, but that's the thing is you have to know when it's right yeah but i mean there's definitely i mean comp complicated pointless soloing is like a big problem in our music one of the worst parts of it. We're laughing, but we need to eradicate that. No, I think, you know, one one good thing um, to, to think about is, and I love playing with singers for this, is that, you know, if if you leave the singer out hanging too long with a long, complicated solo, you're going to lose the crowd. It's going to seem disjointed. So it's good to, to play with singers and, and try to work on your tight chorus. Yeah. You know, your tight half chorus. Yeah. Those or the tight fills around them. Like, I think that really can help you understand the arc of a solo and how to get it done. Absolutely. So this leads to the next one, next uh, horrible <laughs> part of jazz. And that's just not giving a beep about your audience. Uh, this is something we're famous for. We've even tried to promote it as part of the music, you know, to the point of like, you know, Miles Davis turning his back on the audience and bragging about that. I mean, we're so great. We're so snobby snobby that we don't even care about our audience oh we don't have an audience we don't care about that either but what we're so insecure actually we do yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with considering the fact that you're playing to people right. and what their uh experiences are i actually really like this part of it i like this part of being a jazz musician because i like to think about possibly the expectations my audience has and then mess with those a little bit and hopefully they're they're delighted by that. Right. Not a, you're not going to please everybody all the time, obviously. But I'm not all about... That's one thing I, I think I can kind of diverge from this list. I'm definitely not all about leaving the audience out there. Yeah, yeah and I mean, what we're not saying a horrible part of jazz is... is um, challenging the audience that's something different than not caring totally. about the audience yes and i think that's something you know with miles davis that was kind of misunderstood the whole turning the back to his audience you know was really i think part of his shtick he was actually very good at entertaining the audience yeah he no was creating a vibe. in a similar way that keith jared and some other musicians might have learned from miles well, actually and no coincidence and miles davis is also one of the most palatable jazz musicians of all time yeah i mean his know? recording and the sound of it and and live performances and his classic records and, and really everything was, yeah, some of those pleasing things to people. His back is turned, but he's playing the most beautiful lyrical melodic passages as his back is, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, should we do a final one? Like, should we go dark or, or leave it there? <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. <laughs> okay. Well, we were thinking one of the worst parts of jazz is the money. <laughs> or that. <laughs> 
lack thereof. And yeah. this is kind of a joke. I mean, you know, in some ways, it's funny. Like, every time I play music and get paid for it, I feel like I'm being overpaid in a way yeah. because I really just enjoy this so much. We enjoy this. We love talking about it. True. You know, we're a little underpaid on this podcast, I might say. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to talk about that. No, but I mean, it's it, it really is a joyful thing. So all the things, sometimes to get to the gig and all that is the part that I'm like, okay, yeah, pay me to travel to the gig, yeah. but I'll do the gig for free. So, I mean, the money is what it is. I think that if we could fix some of these earlier points, <laughs> with the, money the snobbery, come. the lionization, <laughs> the complicated pointless souls, I think that there's a direct correlation between the amount of money you get paid and the amount of complicated, you know, pointless soloing. That well, you're I think the good news is that most jazz musicians care way more about being lionized than they do about money. <laughs> well, then we're succeeding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission so. accomplished. All right. Well, we're, 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 we will try to only do this like every hundred episodes or so. It's good to get it out. Yeah, we get it out. If these are the worst parts of jazz and then everything else is great, then we're doing good. That's right. You'll hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating or review. Yeah, I liked what I heard. Hmm. I'm going to leave five stars, but <laughs> you guys can do whatever you want. Today's episode was brought to you by Open Studio, jazz lessons from jazz legends. Check out our brand new All Access Pass. All Access, what is that, like one or two courses you get? Dude, I said All Access. It's access to everything, every course, hundreds, ah, thousands, tens you. of thousands of lessons. <laughs> Wait, me, tens me, of thousands? Well, back up, back no, up. Definitely hundreds. <laughs> We're getting close to a thousand. Everything from Christian McBride, Peter Martin, Romero Lobombo, Gregory Hutchinson, Miles Davis, Mead Lux Lewis, okay, Jelly Roll Morton. Just getting ridiculous. No, <laughs> some of those. The first couple, we've got them. <laughs> Check us out. OpenStudioNetwork.com. <laughs>